0: This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Pro wrestling from a fan's perspective. I love video games and pro wrestling. With three fans who know how to talk some trash. None of these cross eyed mouth breathers deserve to hear this voice. I guess it's time to take out the trash.
1: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls puppy dogs of all ages it's me it's me it's david d and the man that's finally come over to the freshly squeezed side it's none other than orange no it's chris evans
2: what what, az watch that what, what watch that freshly squeezed stuff i'm i'm not coming over to the side of the freshly squeezed but uh he finally got, you know, he got under my good side with that last match, and you know.
1: yeah, you said that so. you kind of enjoyed that uh, street fight, and because right after that, I had put something on our Facebook page about uh, uh-huh. uh, getting uh, the um, your favorite wrestler, in, instead of your favorite wrestler overall, one or two of your favorites in each individual uh, promotion. And I was shocked when I saw you put Orange Cassidy. <laughs> After all the things you well, said about that young man.
2: Well, I think every I think everybody probably lost their lunch when they saw me put Orange Cassidy down, but you know what? I'll give the man credit. His gimmick is finally he has a gimmick and people are just eating it alive.
1: Yes, they are. So,
2: congratulations to Orange Cassidy. You 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 gained my respect sir, but I still can't stand you putting your hands in your pockets. Other <laughs> than that, you're fine.
1: Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, we need to uh, before we get really into a, a whole lot more, we need to recognize the deaths of uh, one of our local competitors, uh, Jamin, the Super Destroyer, uh, passed away. He was uh, in the hospital with COVID 19, and uh, Jamin did uh, pass away. And what a wonderful man! I know you never got to meet him. But uh, you, uh, you did get to hear some of his, uh, his uh, interviews. He did several interviews with us, and we're going to replay one of mm-hmm. those in just a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the Super Destroyer had also broken his neck uh, a couple of years ago in an incident in the ring. And he had such a big, thick neck because he was a big man uh, that mm-hmm. the doctor said that was the only reason he wasn't paralyzed. And then he actually got back in the ring for a short time. I had not seen Super D for a while, but uh, I was shocked to hear of his death. And uh, just uh, I'll tell you, he was one of my favorites because he was a lot like me. He had had a great sense of humor. He loved professional wrestling. And Chris, one of the things that uh, the last time I physically saw Super D, he asked me to overlook a booklet he was writing. For people interested in becoming professional wrestlers with some of the jargon, some of the ups and downs of training for pro wrestling. Oh, wow. And it was an absolute honor to get to know the man. I wouldn't say we were really friends, but I would say we were really good acquaintances. And I'm going to miss the guy. I, I really am. So for his fr- friends and family, I know uh, that uh, Tombstone Jesus was really taken back by that. Uh, they were friends. Also, uh, Jagger Lane was friendly with him, and most of the guys uh, in Salt Lake City and DCW knew of the Super D, so Super Destroyer, uh, you will be missed. And then we had the other one that happened this week, man, a shocker, with uh, Joe Laranitis, better known as Animal of the Road Warriors, and what a performer he was.
2: Oh, man, if you if you know anything about the Road Warriors, those guys, when they came in, I mean, the most tag team champions championships of, I think, of almost all time. I think the Dudley boys are right behind them. But they've won every major title from the NWA, from the WWF, from WCW. These guys, they were even in, you know, they got a big start in Memphis as well. Yeah. i real shocked to see Animal. I didn't even know he was sick at the last time I saw him. He was on a podcast. He looked just fine to me, but yeah. uh, you never know when that last card is going to get drawn, and it could be yours. So, and
1: today on our Facebook, uh, on Facebook, uh, the MK Bandit had put a uh, little story about seeing the uh, the Road Warriors in Salt Lake City at uh, going against the fabulous ones. Wouldn't that have been fun oh to my see? Gosh. Uh, and he oh, said wow. that the, it was uh, to the edge. He had, they had the crowd to the edge of violence. Because, you know, they were just the bad of the bad. And it, he said that uh, during intermission, here comes Paul Ellering, uh, the manager, and the Road mm-hmm. Warriors walking out the front door. And uh, MK put that, you know, the the fans were just kind of moving out of the way because, man, those were the uh, two very intimidating young men, uh, just bodybuilders and worked very stiff from what I understand that. Most people that got in the ring with them after uh, everything went down, that they were pretty much beaten up because it, they worked very stiff.
2: Well, Hawk and Animal were both bouncers in Minnesota. I think Hawk was a bouncer in a, in a bar, and uh, Animal was just this big, bulky son of a gun. And his son plays football for the, for the Rams, I believe. Yeah. Um, for a while, he played
1: too- for Green Bay, so, yeah.
2: He'll definitely be missed, and I've got a picture of a of a ring with all a lot of, a lot of action figures from the from the past, and it has animal on the apron well, as a hawk holding the ropes open for animal to step through. It's like the pearly gate. Wow! So it's going to be interesting to see when I post that. But uh, yeah, our condolences go out to the family of both the super destroyer and the animal.
1: So what we're going to do, Chris, here is uh, uh, we're going to be uh, having the 10 bells for Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, Joe Larnatis and also for the Super Destroyer. And then right after the 10 bells, I'll have the interview, one of the last interviews I conducted with the Super D uh, that was at uh, a Comic-Con event several years ago in Salt Lake City. But he talks about uh, his wrestling career, and how he's been in the ring with some of the greats, including one John Cena. We'll talk about that. Uh, that is coming up on this edition of Turnbuckle Trash. But first, for uh, Joe Larionatus and Super D, Jamin, here are the 10 Bells. now on turnbuckle trash we're going to go on the telephone right now speak to one of my favorite indie performers uh, i saw this guy at the salt lake comic-con last year and uh just really just i thought man this guy is my kind of wrestler it's super destroyer super d how you doing man i'm good baby how you doing oh doing good man you put on such a good show at the comic-con last year for us and i uh, once again I, t- I appreciate you taking time to to uh, talk a little bit about this before we uh, go too far, let's talk about your health, because you were injured seriously in a match. Uh, let's, If it's not too painful to kind of go back and, and uh, tell our listeners on the podcast, Turbuckle Trash, uh, what really happened in that match.
3: Uh, we were working a uh, benefit show for a little girl that needed a uh, liver transplant. Um, we were kind of running short on time. I uh, had myself and two other gentlemen uh, working a uh, triple threat match for the main event and uh, just timing was off, I was off, and uh, took a DDT funny, and it just uh, compressed my T1 vertebrae. Uh,
1: so what does the future hold for Super D right now?
3: Well, you know, they say you can take the, uh, the rest of the business, but the business out of the uh, not the wrestler, not, not the, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, you, you, <laughs> you're going to be part of this, right? I, I will always be part of the wrestling industry. It's, it's who I am. It's in my blood. Um, I just can't actively wrestle. Uh, exactly. Whether as a manager or help train or help, you know, whatever the
1: name of it is, I'll be a part of. Mm-hmm. I thought one of your strengths was when you were on the microphone. I, when you were taking questions from the crowd at the comic con, or whenever you took the microphone in any capacity, you kind of owned the place, and that's a real talent. And I, I got to take my hat off to you for that. Well,
3: I appreciate that. It's, uh... <laughs> As my daddy always said, I can never learn to shut up. <laughs> I, just have a, I just have a gift just to talk. I may not be the, the best wrestler in the business, but I can I can talk my, talk my way pretty good.
1: Let's talk about your early career. What got you involved in professional wrestling?
3: I have always loved wrestling. I remember the first match I ever remember seeing was WrestleMania two with Hogan and Bundy in a steel cage. Uh. And that just... It just impacted my life from that point forward. I thought to myself, that's what I want to do. I stepped in the, ring the first time, uh, 99 was when I had my first match. Okay.
1: And uh, where has uh, professional wrestling taken you? I know you've been basically uh, an independent wrestler, but uh, where has it taken you over the years?
3: I've worked uh Arizona and Colorado and New Mexico, um, part of Vegas, um, Utah.
4: Of course, yeah just kind of the, the now tell me a little bit about um, on the independent circuit it does does everybody on there is everybody fighting for a spot with the big guys or or is this something that you do just for for the love of the business and for the love of professional wrestling and the fans and things like that, or was it something to make money at and you know make a career out of?
3: You know, I can't speak for anyone of the business. I can only speak for myself. And for me, it was just for you know the love of the game, the love of the crowd, and just meeting people and traveling, and just having these opportunities that I would never have doing something like this. Have the opportunity to work in little schools and of nowhere on the Navajo Reservation in Arizona, and just seeing these kids just light up, seeing you know real live superheroes right in front of them. Um, it's just all about you know, experiencing it and embracing it and living it. Um, It was never my goal to get to, uh, you know, the WWE or TNA or Boots Underground. It was all about just carving my little niche in the business and uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with with what I've done accomplished. Well,
1: um, uh, speaking for a fan and you made a fan last year in me and I've been watching wrestling since I was just a little kid and I think I'm a little bit older than you. Uh, But, uh, thank you very much and I, I wanted to uh, to ask you that question about how the the kids react to a mask man like you are the super destroyer, and uh, how did the, the the little ones react to you? Because you have this really great smile and this great way about you with children.
3: Uh, you know, kids love the mask. They look at that and they just they automatically think, you know, a superhero. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm I'm kind of a big guy, and you know, I just kind of get down a better level, talk to them, and joke around with them and be happy, and, you know, just let them have an experience that they'll remember.
1: Wow, that's incredible. And you got to be on the Navajo Reservation. And where was the most unusual location that you actually performed at?
3: Oh, well, I've wrestled in uh, rodeo arenas, Um, a lot of, uh, like, horse stalls Uh um, (laughs) out in Vernal and... uh, Probably the most amusing was this little, tiny um, gym. I don't think it was really a gym. It was like a multi-purpose room, but a that we set the ring up in. And uh, the ceiling was so low that we couldn't really do anything too high because we just ran into the ceiling. Uh-huh. But we made it work, and the kids loved it, and it was a great show. I was working a tour down in Arizona, and uh, the uh, guys running were uh, pulling the ring with their truck. Somehow... Miscommunication happened, and he went to the wrong town the wrong night. And as we were getting ready to start the show and looked around, the guys with the rings up there started to panic. And Yeah, we had to start the show almost two hours late. Wow.
1: Well, that happens when you're a performer, doesn't it?
3: Absolutely. We're speaking
1: now with the Super Destroyer on Turnbrookal Trash, and and Zane, uh, you didn't get to see Super D in the ring, but... uh, let me tell you, this guy could uh, really get a crowd really going in his direction. Uh, very talented guy. I-, I wanted to talk to you a few, a few minutes, uh, though, about the state of professional wrestling today. Uh, the independent circuit, uh, the advent of YouTube channels and all that, uh, that's got to have helped the independents a little bit. But is it also hindering uh, the, the, the crowds?
3: I, I think, um, you know, it's kind of a two-way street. With things like YouTube, you can get out there and, and uh, advertise yourself some more. Get yourself uh, um, reached out to further pro- to promoters across the country a little bit quicker. But uh, you know, everybody uploads everything to YouTube, and uh, some of the stuff that's uploaded isn't the greatest. Yeah. Um, I know, as an indie wrestler now, it's 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 a really tough business. You know, the territories have died down. And it just isn't any promotions now that actually just tour It's mm-hmm. just always one place and usually uh, the same group of guys uh, week in week out.
1: You know, we we uh, actually talked to the people at Paragon Pro Wrestling out of Las Vegas, and uh, we asked them about touring, and they were saying the cost of touring is so much that they would prefer just to right now concentrate on a on a TV program on Pop TV is where they're they're available on, uh, but that's got to make it very difficult to be seen. Uh, by some of the other promoters, uh, how how would you, if you were a younger guy and you were still performing, how would you go about trying to get uh, a little bit more notice and trying to wrestle for a different promotion outside of Utah? You know,
3: I would look and see what promotions uh, would be something that I would like to work for, you know, a good, solid cover of a good reputation. Um, you know, send them DVDs or send them a link to, uh, you know, if I had a, a YouTube channel just specifically for the Super Destroyer, um, just get my name out there. you know. Learn. I've got people now just wearing too many T-shirts that I see around. and you know, it's Just kind of get your name out there, push yourself, um, do whatever it takes to get noticed. Be different, be unique, not be afraid to uh, you know, think outside the box.
4: Tell us a little bit about how much, I mean, because you were injured in the ring, and uh, you take a pretty serious risk. Going into the ring every time, and it's not just you; it's the person you're working with. How important is it to have trust in the people that you're working with in the ring?
3: Yeah, trust is so vital in this business because you're literally putting your your life into somebody else's hands. The moves that uh, we do, um, if not done properly, they can hurt. They can really severely injure somebody, or even kill people. Um, um, but if you truly trust your partner or who you're working with, um, you can work through things. Um, my accident, it wasn't a trust issue, it was just timing. I was i was off, I take full responsibility for my accident. Um, but yeah, it's all about give and take and uh, working as a team.
1: you got to be real proud to see somebody like Marty the Moth and uh, some of these smaller independent guys really starting to get a shot on TV sometimes, right?
3: Oh, absolutely you're um, seeing guys like Marty get out there and, you know, making a name for himself, that, you know, that reflects excellent on him and as, uh, Utah as a whole, being uh, where he came from and working the industry scene here. It's, um, you know, made a lot of guys more hopeful about their future in the business.
1: You're not the original Super Destroyer. Tell us that story about how you came across that name. Because I know you told me this at Comic-Con last year, and I was really touched by it. So why don't you tell us how you became the Super Destroyer?
3: Well, I've always been a you know a fan of wrestling, and when I decided to you know pursue this, um, it was more than just as a fan to be a performer, be a worker, be part of the business. Um, I really wanted to pay my respects to those that have paved the way for this business. Uh, I had the opportunity to meet, uh, to meet uh, the original gigantic buyer, and what a great guy he is, and just full of you know knowledge. And love the business, and you uh, know I thought, yeah, maybe the super destroyer will work. Mm-hmm. Now at that time, realized that there were you know twenty five other super destroyers, <laughs> but um, yeah, Dick Byer will always be one of my mentors and idols. Oh, well, that's great.
1: With that, we we had a discussion a couple of weeks ago on one of our pods. Is the the now breaking the kayfabe, which is so prevalent in the wrestling industry? Do you think that's a a good thing, a, a bad thing, or Uh, How do you feel about that as uh, as a worker, as a performer? What what do you think about that? Uh,
3: You know, I think breaking kayfabe kind of helps, uh, kind of destroys the, uh, you know, the mystique of it. It's like seeing the magician, how he does his tricks. Um, Kayfabe has always been really important to me. Um, Like at Comic-Con, I wore a hood all day long. Um, Just, you know, part of the business. We are performers. We like magicians. We make the impossible happen.
1: And you really do. And I got to say this about you wearing the hood the whole time during Comic Con. You came out one time with a, a red suit on, and you were styling my man. You looked really good with that red hood and the, the red suit. I, I got to commend you on that. That was that was really cool. <laughs> well, thank
4: you, baby.
1: It's all about the look.
4: That's all about the look. So, um, Super D. What do you think is going to be in the future for you, man?
3: You know, I'd like to say, you know, one day get back in the ring, but I I really don't think that's going to happen. Um, But some different opportunities are coming up in the business that uh, I may be a part of that uh, would keep me pretty busy and still involved in the wrestling world. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that I will continue to be a part of wrestling. It really is who I am
0: it's time to take out the trash on turnbuckle trash pro wrestling from a fans perspective this isn't a social event this is a competition where there's one winner you don't see the others before a fight playing with jacks and juice boxes No, no no they talk trash and they beat the crap out of each other This
1: is Turnbuckle Track. Once again, we'd like to send out our condolences to the friends and family of the Super Destroyer, a local competitor that I got to meet a couple of times and uh, struck up a pretty good little uh, acquaintance friendship with him. He was just a wonderful man. And also to the friends and family of uh, Joe Laranitis. So we do have a lot of other things going on in professional wrestling. Man, it has just been busy the couple of weeks as uh, the wwe swings hits and a lot of misses and the guys at wwe they either get it right or they just destroy it don't they
2: well they've been destroying it left and right ever since that uh they i mean underground is basically like a belch from a bad onion um and this new faction that they have it's all the bangs but they have a uh what is it all about? Can someone Ret- explain this to me, please?
1: Ret- retribution. Um, I think it has a lot to do with what's going on socially right now. Uh, and I don't want to uh, get into the social yeah. implications, but it, there's a lot of unrest, a lot of—we uh, all know what's going on. And I think that they're kind of tapping into that, that here's this group of people who think they've been done wrong, and they're just kind of tapping into the social unrest— uh, that uh, is out there on on both sides of the political issue. Right? You know, the, it, we are we are just in a trying time to say the least. But I think that's where it is. I remember talking to the MK Bandit, and we were talking about storylines, and he said he was constantly trying to come up with storylines that were kind of newsworthy. What's going on in the world today? And I think with this social unrest, I think that's what they're trying to do whether it's working or not um i'll let you I'll, you go ahead and say whether it's working yourself
2: well i can already tell you it's not working Uh huh. because the fans don't like it i mean as soon as they saw these new guys with all these masks and they're looking like the second coming of batman and bane then you got all these voices i really didn't care for it i thought it was stupid i really thought that it could have been you know, done a little bit better, but that one guy that had the white mask looked like he just picked up a dinner, you know, those styrofoam plates and then cut out the holes. Uh, It just, it looks so stupid.
1: I think people are guessing, you know, who, who they are. One of them is probably Dominic Dijakovic coming up from Uh NXT. Uh, I think he's the one that uh, has the basic Bane mask. And then they didn't even try to uh, change the appearance of Mia Kim. Uh, with the blue hair. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They say Amia Kemp was, uh, Keith Lee begged Vince to put her on raw. Yeah. But uh, come on, can you just, you know, put better masks on these people? I mean, where it? did y'all go to the Halloween store and find this stuff? I yeah. mean, it was worse. It's worse than Cody Rhodes dyed hair. Well. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Well, you know, I, I think I put on uh, Facebook that night, uh, when they they came out Monday night on Monday Night Raw, I put a picture of Dean Ambrose. Remember when Vince Uh, had Dean Ambrose with the gas mask and all that? Mm -hmm. And that's all I could Uh, think of was because we were on the air talking about how much he sounded like Bane and he come out with a Bane jacket on. And here they are again. So to me, that's hurting the storyline with Retribution.
2: Oh, yeah, it's it's hurting the storyline. But we were all hoping there was Roman Reigns that was – you know, the leader of retribution, but come to find out, it's just, I don't know who he is, Uh, whoever it is, that's fine. If that's how you want to do a WWE, that's fine. Your storylines are starting to become pathetic and stupid. Uh, Whoever's writing this stuff, stop. You're hurting this company so badly. And I put on the Facebook page, if you could be Vince McMahon for one day, what would you change? And you 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 worded just perfectly. I mean, it was right down the the line what you put was just perfect. Yeah, I three hour raw get the heck out of here. Yeah, that that's
1: just ridiculous. And then get rid of the raw underground, which I just don't think works in the least. This the situation with I can't even remember the guy's name the the big guy that took on Braun Strowman in their Mm -hmm. quote main event of the evening. Yeah, Uh, well. well. Here was Shane McMahon on the commentary, and he was Uh he was um, trying to make it more than it was. Oh, look at those powerful punches! And they were just throwing just just throwing like little jabs. You know those punches have got to hurt. And and then I you know I always complain, and I'm going to complain until the day I say I bury me under six feet of dirt. That Uh camera work is ridiculously bad.
2: Says that you, it hurts your eyes and it just gives you a headache. Uh-huh. And you know what? This this underground is about is about as worse as the brawl. Brawl. Uh, see anything that, that really helps the underground? I mean, it's a it's a fight club on steroids with fake moves. That's I, all it is. I mean, and there's the and we do have a face. We do have a turnbuckle trash head that loves this.
1: Yeah, Isaiah. Um, yeah,
2: and, I, and I'm glad that you do, my friend. Isaiah, I'm glad that you do, my friend. Some people like to have their uh, tongue stapled to a a, a a tent pole, but no, this is not good. Yeah, I, mean, I some think some people it, like the French kiss light socket. I, you know, come on. I but, do
1: think that they could uh, but, uh, make it a lot better if they. It just seems so hodgepodge. There's no rhyme nor reason to it. Oh, you know. Braun Strowman coming over from SmackDown. Whoa, whoop-de-doo, you know? And Braun yeah, looks good. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, but wasn't he just yeah. in a major storyline that, uh, you know, that brought in some guy named Roman Reigns and now he's yeah. not even mentioned with yeah. that story? He, I mean, good grief. Give he, me a
2: break. He went from, you know, being in the main event for, you know, the Universal Championship to going to the. I call it the D-League is going down to
4: underground. I was going to uh, so call it.
2: Really, I, we can call it the F. We can, go ahead.
1: I was going to call it the outhouse. I mean.
2: <laughs> well, I was, yeah, was going to call it the F-League. But uh, so, yeah, underground, it needs to go bye-bye. It, it's not. It's hurting the WWE. It's hurting the ratings. And it's hurting the fans' eyes. And it's also hurting their so well, I just can't stand it no more. Bye-bye. <laughs> I, I will, you know,
1: I did give them credit a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. for at least yeah. trying something different and uh-huh. hope maybe I'll, I'll grow to like it, but, mm. but maybe not. So that's enough of this, uh, raw, uh, outhouse, I mean, underground uh, yeah. matches that yeah. are going <laughs> on right, right now. Uh, Thunderdome, uh-huh. let, let's talk about their interactive with the Vans, uh, Thunderdome. What a joke.
2: Okay, you explain, you you tell me, what do you think about the Thunderdome? To me, all it is is a bunch of fans that are on TVs, which I really don't believe half of these people are actually on here. I think they're grabbing, you know, video clips of people and then putting their face on there. I really don't think it's really fans watching this like this. I really don't. I really do not.
1: Well, I do. I think it is. I think they do okay. have people lined up. But I think on uh-huh. the last time you and I talked, I said that, especially on the first couple of rows, the screens are just way too big. And yep. I, I'm That's going great. to explain this. I can't remember what match from Monday Night uh-huh. Raw, but I actually okay. laughed. And it's not, I'm not laughing at this person, I'm laughing at the situation as I saw it. Okay. So Uh some of the action in the ring spills out and it goes over towards where the ambulance was. Okay. If you remember that. And then Mm -hmm. they, you know, you got uh, some of the people that are on those screens. One of them looks like he's kind of getting into the, the match a little bit. And then Mm -hmm. there's the, it's going to make me laugh. Every time I think about this, there was this woman who was on mm-hmm. the screen. You know, she was on the very bottom row and she yep. pushed her head backwards like she was laughing maybe. And all yep. I could see was up her nose and she okay. needed to trim those gum nose hairs. Wow. <laughs> and I could see that, her mouth that's, wide that's open. Going to,
2: above and beyond. It
1: was, I, it made me laugh. Okay. And, and, uh-huh. and I hope, that it doesn't get back to this lady because it, it didn't put her in a good light. <laughs> but I, no. I I found, and I found yeah. myself, Chris, I don't, uh, maybe, maybe you do this too. I find myself being distracted uh-huh. while I'm watching, trying to see what these uh, goofballs in the background are doing. Cause some of them are holding up belts or little signs and, some of them are mm-hmm. fake cheering, like
0: "Come on, come on, come on!" It's very, yeah, yeah.
1: it looks very fake to me. That that's my main oh, problem yeah, with Thunderdome.
2: Exactly. Well, I, I have a lot of problems with the Thunderdome. I mean, it just it's it's not the same as the regular, the real fans. And I mean, they're pi- they're piping in all this uh, noise. It acts like that. There's a, there's thousands of people in there you look at the thunderdome and you can hear everything that they say you know what's going on and it's just oh man it's just bad it's, yeah. the thunderdome needs to go bye bye yeah it does. i mean when are we going to get when are we going to be able to get back to the arenas and actually do this for real god only knows when this is going to happen yeah
1: we don't so. we don't know when it's going to happen and uh, I, I don't know about what's going on in north carolina i do know what's going on here in utah and uh, we, I think it was yesterday, um, a, a record amount of COVID-19 cases had been uh, yeah. diagnosed in our state. And, you know, whether, you know, you're, uh, you think it's uh, uh, overblown or what, people are getting very, very ill. One of my coworkers posted something this morning about when mm. he had it for two weeks. He said it was the worst thing he's ever been through. But he also had someone in his house that had tested positive that had, no symptoms. So, you know, we're in a situation that we're in and we're just going to have to find ways to be patient. I guess that's it. But here comes all elite uh-huh. wrestling and you know, mm. at the daily place, they are having a limited amount of fans come in. Yeah. And I'm not going to say it's good or bad. I mean, to be honest with you, that's their decision. It's the fans decisions, whether they're taking too big of a chance, but it does add a little bit more ambiance to their matches, uh, although yeah, they really. uh, AEW does still use some of the piped-in crowd noise. So, Turnbuckle Trash is growing now. Turnbuckle Trash can be heard on Apple Podcast, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast. Radio Public, Spotify, and TuneIn.
0: This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Mm-hmm,
2: it does. And uh, speaking of AEW, uh, we there's been a lot of uh, good things and there's been a lot of bad things. I mean, they're, they've been having good matches, but they've also been having some uh, not-so-good matches. Uh, and, I mean, they're, they're, their product is still up and about. They're still a big working company, but... Some of their storylines are starting. The Dark Order is really starting to get on my nerves. But I don't understand. it. look like sh- one of one of the two looks like Shark Boy with that mask. He looks like Shark Boy. The first time I saw him,
1: I thought it was Shark Boy. <laughs> I'm glad
2: you said he that. Looks like Shark Boy. Give me I'm a shell, get, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting him to break out the clam juice in a oh. few minutes and start drinking it. He does look but like the, Shark Boy, doesn't he? He looks like Shark Boy. Ah, so
1: that's I hilarious. mean, but
2: the, but the Dark Order, I mean they're taking AEW's taking a lot of shots at Vince.
1: Oh a, a lot. lot a lot of shots of Vince. at Vince. And then they're now, not only taking uh, they're not only taking shots at Vince, but did you hear about the mm-hmm. shot they took at James E. Cornett? Really? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, Jimmy has been very, wow, um, very um, not nice <laughs> in his criticism of uh, the all elite wrestling. Yeah, I know. And uh, here's the the latest. Uh, the way I can mm-hmm. kind of understand it. Now, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I'm just I'm just a fan like you guys. But I I absolutely laughed out loud at one thing that happened last night, and it was. Nothing but a shot at Jim Cornette. Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss okay. are a tag team, and basically they mm. tag uh, on AE, uh, AEW Dark, and they do have some yeah. matches occasionally on the big show. And mm-hmm. uh, there was a thing that came out late last week, I think it was, that Joey Janella and uh, uh, Sonny Kiss wanted to name their team the new Midnight Express.
2: Oh shoot! <laughs>
1: I think that James E. Cornette said more than "oh shoot."
2: <laughs> well, I'm on Jim. I'm on a face uh, Facebook page called uh, the Cult of Cornette. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Jim's already lost one lawsuit with a wrestler, and he's already and uh, let's just say this. And we are. And is Jim out? Spoken or what? He is
1: very <laughs> outspoken, and he, he is outspoken. he is very colorful in his language, uh, yeah. and most of it uh, involves letters that uh, are words that you can spell in one, two, three, four letters. Yeah. Well, the man well, can <laughs> yeah. he can let the expletives fly, as Kramer said on Seinfeld. Uh, well, so
2: go ahead. Jim is just. I mean, that's just him, but. You know what? They they take shots at Jim Cornette, and I mean, look, Jim Cornette has got more wrestling experience than everybody in AEW has in their little pink. Brought in with the Memphis area with uh, Jerry Jarrett, he learned from Jerry Jarrett, and I mean, he, he's one of the best uh, managers of all, one of the best managers of all time, uh, one of the best commentators until he said something about a bucket of chicken. Uh, but other than that, uh, Jim is one of the best commentators and managers that I've personally not nearly the net but he's one of the best but he's too outspoken I'm he too is
1: outspoken. he is a little bit too outspoken for me too but I do have a great deal of respect for Mr. Cornette but with this situation with uh, AEW and Sonny Kiss and uh-huh. and Joey Janela wanting to call themselves the new Midnight Express evidently yeah, there were some some threats of legal mm-hmm. action which you can yep. understand with uh, Mr. Cornette's uh, Midnight Express, one of my favorite heel tag teams of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Dennis Condry and beautiful Bobby Eaton. That that was the, the the team that I liked. They they had some other sweet. Stan Lane was a member of the yep. Midnight Express for a while. But anyway, that that's the ones I look at. So, you know, whether he had a, a copyright on it, I don't know. But that was a direct shot at some of his his criticism of All yep. Elite Wrestling, and then comes the show that we watch. Now we're recording this on the Thursday morning, so this mm-hmm. was on Wednesday night. All Elite Wrestling. Here comes Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss, and they're cutting a promo before they get into the ring. And <laughs> Joey uh, Joey Janela talks about them becoming this very successful tag team, and they are on. <clears throat> The Express to the Title.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: I laughed out Ooh. loud. And I bet Cornette, when he hears that, because I don't think he watches live, but I mm-hmm. bet he was going to have himself a four letter word buffet. Oh, I
2: bet you he broke it. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you he broke every piece of furniture in his house. I'm hoping when he, he laughed. That.
1: I know he I that. hope he laughed because it was funny. Come on.
2: Yeah, so, well, he doesn't that. have a real good sense of his His sense of humor is not really the best in the world, but, you know, he tries to have a good sense of humor, yeah. but it's not that
1: easy. And, you know, I have but, listened uh, to his podcast uh-huh. several times, and I've enjoyed yeah. it. I have said it right on mm-hmm. this podcast. I do get a little tired of his tirades uh, that are just filled oh, yeah. with with language that you know you don't need to use all the time, and I'm not one to say that I haven't used that language in the past, but I can't yeah. have a civil conversation without using it all the time. And I think he just uh, just relishes the fact that he can say a four-letter word. And
2: well, he's yeah. a he, he's a Democrat, and he hates our president, and he hates everything about. Life in general, unless it's around him. But that's understandable, Jim. If that's the way you want to be, that's fine. Live your own life live in your own world. Uh-huh. And just uh, just do what you got to do. But, uh, yeah, AEW's been taking a lot of... It's been good for a little bit. Sometimes their, their shows can put you to sleep just like Nightwil. <laughs> but uh, it's good. I mean, I don't mind it. I just can't stand the dark order right now. But Miro, if that's what he's called... I think they're building him up pretty good. And he uh-huh. said he's going to go to another organization here shortly.
1: Who is that again?
2: Miro, or you know, uh, oh, Rusev
1: you, oh, or, the former Rusev? No, he's Miro. Miro, huh? He he's signed with uh, with All Elite, so he'll be there for a while. So, what,
4: okay. what's what's going to happen said with
1: Atlanta? Second though? promotion. Well, and
2: that going to be interesting.
1: Now, now get back to this. All Elite is letting yeah. some of their wrestlers out to be able to make money. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's got an exclusive with all the leads, so he might wind up on NWA when they get going up again.
2: Let's hope so. Yeah, I do it. Because I mean, look at look at uh, Thunder Rosa. She's been having a. She's been just on AEW like crazy.
1: Yeah,
2: it, it's just been nuts. And then that tribute that she had to Animal with the face paint was perfect. It I was. love that. That was. was wonderful. But, uh, yeah, we've, I've been seeing a lot of good things with AEW. They've been doing pretty well. and But I will have to give another organization credit here. Thank you, Ring of Honor, for the tournament that you're putting on for this pure title. Isn't that awesome? It, yes. Love it. It is good.
1: If you haven't watched Ring of Honor in the last, uh, say, the last three weeks, I think it is, find it. Uh, they're doing Do it. a tournament. To come up with the, what they call the Pure Championship. It's a title belt that they had uh, retired when, what was it, uh, the Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, people know yep. him by, that yep. he defeated Nigel McGinnis uh, mm-hmm. for, and they just put the two belts together. So they're doing yep. this again, and they're doing basically empty arena matches, and they mm-hmm. are really, really good. A lot of fun.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, they're really fun. I mean, this, tie, this title tournament is getting to be better and better every day, and I'm loving it. I mean, I'm hoping Jay Lethal gets it. I really do. I'm hoping Jay gets the title.
1: Yeah, I uh, I hope so too. Uh, that that's my yeah, favorite. I'm hoping so.
2: Jay gets it. That would be so he a grand slam right off the bat. Well, no, he can't be because he never won a tag. I don't think.
1: Well, they're the tag champions right now. He and, and Jonathan. Oh, Grisham. they are. I didn't yeah. know.
2: I haven't really kept up with. I've just kept up with the pure. I haven't really kept up with Ring of Honor that much. right? So, but, uh, yeah, everything in professional wrestling is going, I guess, okay with uh, New Japan. I haven't been keeping up with that either. Because I haven't either, so. I, I just can't do it right now. But the NWA, uh, I haven't heard anything about the end except for their pay-per-view that's coming, or whatever it is. Nick Aldis and whoever is going to go up for the title. I guess he was in the WWE a while back and they let him go. I can't remember what his name was. Michael, ben, uh, was it not, not Bennett?
1: Yeah, it Michael. is. I think it is Michael Bennett.
2: Yeah, it's Michael Bennett. That's yeah. it. It's Michael Bennett. But, uh, also Jerry, the King Lawler's coming up with his 50th anniversary in wrestling. Still happening. Hopefully everything works out for there. And i in,
1: in Jackson, Tennessee. Huh?
2: Yeah. In Jackson. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you get to see Bill superstar, but Dundee, please, uh, Please look him up and do this again because the last picture I saw of the superstar Father Time has just been him with a stick. Well, he's over—he's I mean, he's,
1: over seventy years old. So is Jerry. Yes, he
2: is. Yeah, so, and I mean, Father, and, and you know what? He—you he, know what he said? Because he was so cute, he's not cute anymore. <laughs> that old man right there is just a walking uh, a wrinkle.
1: But he goes to the gym probably four and five times a week. And, by the way, back to Jerry Lawler. Did you see the Broken Skull sessions between uh, Jerry Lawler and Stone Cold on the WWE Network?
2: Not yet, but I want to see it. How was it? It is
1: fascinating. It is so good. They go from Jerry's early days as being an artist. They talk about him sending in artwork to the studio and Lance Russell putting him on the air, and then uh, how he got oh, wow. his first professional match in West Memphis, mm-hmm. Arkansas, when he had had no training, and and they talk a lot about the career, and then they they get on up and talking about this fiftieth uh, anniversary. Uh, it is an incredible watch, and I complain about the WWE. You do too, yes. and sometimes it is very, very, very well found founded. But mm-hmm. when the WWE does a documentary or when they do their kind of podcast thing, like Stone Colds, a podcast, oh, yeah, incredibly well done. So I will tip my hats to them on that one. That and it, knock you know, it out,
2: they knock it out of the park
1: and their documentaries. And, and now that's part of the Peacock Network, our streaming mm-hmm. surface. Uh, you can watch some of their documentaries and old matches. Uh, I don't. I don't get into old matches, but some of the documentaries that these guys do, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody that does a little broadcasting himself, I am. I am just tip my hat to them. They are incredible. So why can't they take that incredible uh, creativeness that they have and stop this stupid camera work on the underground? I'll get back
2: to that. Well, I think we'll always hit on underground, and uh, we can call it underwear underground. I don't know what to call it anymore.
1: So, uh, I was going to ask you one other quick thing, and you touched on it earlier. It happened on AEW. Oh,
2: Lord. It's
1: the return of one Cody, and he looked slightly different than the last time we saw him.
2: Yeah, okay, that's great. He has a new look. Look what Cody... Okay, you dyed your hair back brown. Big whoop, dee dude. It wasn't brown,
1: just, Chris. It was, was it
2: black? black,
1: and it okay, looked it, was black. it looked as bad as that t- tattoo as he has on his neck, which I don't yeah. like that. But it just and didn't look had, good at him. It didn't, know, look, it good
2: didn't look good good. I like the blonde hair. He looked like his daddy, and I mean, come on. You go back to this right here. What's the next? To wear a face shield so is he gonna and now is he gonna be the version of the broken is he gonna be broken by because of what happened with him in the dark order i mean heck you had a didn't have a fractured neck that took that didn't take too long to re, you know reheal yourself what, what happened i guess they're begging for the storyline to come back but you know what it didn't impress me whatsoever when cody came back okay that's great uh-huh. okay wonderful Now there is a possibility. That's wonderful.
1: There is a possibility Uh that uh, that Cody might have been off filming a TV show, and I believe it's going to be on Showtime. That Stephen Amell, the guy from Arrow, is going to be a part of, and it's all about Mm -hmm. professional wrestling. And Stephen Amell, the star of Arrow, Mm -hmm. and Cody are very, very good friends and also business partners in a Mm -hmm. winery. So. I don't know for a fact but I told my wife last night I would not be surprised that Cody was out for a few weeks and maybe he was out filming and they went back to this black hair cuz Cody did mm. several uh, uh co-starring roles on the Arrow TV series which I I loved that
2: show so much Wouldn't he make a good wouldn't Cody make a good Robin to a Batman <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I don't know if I just insulted Batman or not. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, we're at. And then I guy to ask um, you the, yeah, another well, I question. Don't know.
1: I'm gonna ask you another question here, okay? Go ahead. Young Bucks. Sure. Are the Young Bucks gonna be heels um, now? Yes. Okay.
2: It's time for the Young Bucks to go it's time for the Young Bucks to go heel. I think after they super kick the referee <laughs> <laughs> and then they throw the wasn't it so obvious that Tony Khan was like, okay, I'm going to give you a stack of bills and I want you to throw my money back at me real quick, okay? You don't have <laughs> So, yeah, they're like, if you want to find us, find us. And then they throw the money. That's like, oh, come on. Really? And, and
1: then with Kenny Omega and Hangman uh-huh. Adam Page, uh this storyline's being kind of drug out a little bit. Yes, is, it is it going to be a feud between the two or are they because every time adam page has a match here comes omega and it looks like mm-hmm. kenny is going to be going uh, on the heel side of things i thought it was going to be adam page but i think he's going to remain a face uh during all this at least for a while
2: I, I really i really can't even tell i've, I've lost the i've lost the storyline pa- uh, hangman page couldn't win a match and now he's winning matches it's strange, but uh, Kenny turning heel, please let him turn heel. Mm-hmm. Come, become the cleaner again like you were, Kenny. Come on. I mean, but now, I don't know. I, the Hangman storyline is already, you know, it, it's run its course. But um, we'll see. We can see we can, that's all we can do. We can hopefully see in their next pay-per-view that's coming up. And I think, what is it, Chris Jericho's having his 30th anniversary or something? October
1: the come, 7th it's going October to be it's going to be on TNT his uh-huh. 30th anniversary i cannot wait for that
2: i think oh, that you'll know, they'll mm-hmm.
1: probably bring back some old retired wrestlers when uh when yep. chris was just starting and then as mm-hmm. i, I got to say chris is doing some of his best work right now oh yeah uh with his oh, yeah. promo work and his announcing oh, work yeah. uh i if it's he perfect. ever retires from the ring, he's got to be a ringside announcer. He's got to do commentary. I
2: think, I, I think he could probably take Jim Ross's spot if Jim decides, you know, to bow out. Yeah. I, I think he could probably take Jim's spot. He's oh. good at commentary. Oh, he's perfect. so
1: funny at times. Yes. So that's yes. going to be October the 7th. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun for all of Is
0: He's a dangerous man.
4: One dangerous, dude. dangerous dude.
0: I was bad to the bone, bad to the bone. Oh, I'm bad. I'm Mason White. My plan is no plan. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Chico? The most dangerous person on the internet is is one dangerous dude.
2: Yes, he is. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah.
0: Damn right he is. This
1: segment's actually being recorded two days after the Clash of Champions and what an event the WWE finally had.
2: It was a decent pay-per-view. It was awesome. It was a good pay-per-view. It was uh, awesome! What what was the what was your favorite of all what was your favorite match?
1: Favorite match?
2: Favorite what? okay, how about favorite moment? Favorite, favorite moment.
1: The favorite no. moment is, is, goes from my favorite match. When the, the, okay. the ladder match, triple threat uh, ladder match, was my favorite match uh, of the night. Yes, and when yes. Sami Zayn pulls out the handcuffs, and uh, handcuffs are ear cuffs, <laughs> through the gauges Oof. in Jeff Hardy's ear, I was cheering so loud because I hate gauges. And I'm not a big Jeff Hardy fan in in, in the long run, but... The yeah. gauges, just, I just, I I want to do that so bad. Grab a hold of him, gay just yank on it. But
2: I'm a nice guy, so I won't do oh it. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't that fun, though, that part? It, it was good. I mean, a lot of people, there was one uh, on our Facebook page that Sammy just he cheated. He cheated.
1: And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. It no
2: rules. It was no rules. Yeah. I still like it. <laughs> but now, uh, did you hear what the controversy was when he went backstage?
1: That he's a bit but of a Sam, jerk backstage.
2: What, he what pulled else? His pants, yeah, he pulled his pants down and told Vince to kiss his rear end.
1: Oh, he ain't going to hold on to that belt very long now, is he?
2: Well, I mean, Sammy has every right to, to do what he did. I think he does because Sammy's been not used the correct way. Uh-huh. I mean, wouldn't you like to see Sammy come back as El Generico? Oh.
1: As as a (laughs) matter of fact, you know, my wife is starting to like some of the wrestling again, especially Mm -hmm. AEW, but she she said to me, are you going to watch Clash of Champions? And we were really busy on Sunday evening visiting with some friends, so I didn't get Mm -hmm. to see it live, and then Monday was just swamped with work and other things, so we actually Uh watched it on Monday night, and uh, while the match was going on, I said... My favorite ladder match I've ever seen is Sami Zayn as mm-hmm. El Generico and Kevin Steen, now known as Kevin Owens, back in ROH oh, days. Oh, man.
2: Th- those two lit it up in yeah. ROH. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Oh, my God. I-, I will admit that was the best match of it all. I mean, that that one tore the house down. I wasn't expecting Sammy to win the win the title, but you know what? I'm happy for Sammy. It's about time they gave him a little bit of a push. How long will it last? We'll never know. Well, so. if
1: he's if he dropped his trowel and mooned Vince, Vince is not gonna take that too good.
2: Of course uh-huh every, every, all the matches were good um, but now we have a couple of wrestlers that we they mm-hmm. we've just come to find out that they were not clear to wrestle. Yeah uh, uh, and,
1: and three of them uh, well, well, they were all uh women wrestlers. Now here, here's the deal. I don't yeah. know if you've read about it. Nia Jax okay. and Shayna Baszler were not cleared. It is not clear at this time if they have COVID-19 or if they were just exposed to it, there's a big, big difference. And then Nikki cross the same way, uh, might've been exposed to it. And, you know, most organizations are going to mm-hmm. err on the side of caution right now. And, uh, Pretty much, if you have been exposed to COVID-19, you are in quarantine no less than seven days, if not two weeks. Oh, of course. Yeah. So that's what happened.
2: Well, I mean, I can understand that, but I really thought that even the ladies were kind of upset about it. Yeah, they were. I can
1: understand, yeah.
2: That's a a payday for them, and plus they're not being on the pay-per-view, and that's... That hits their back pockets like crazy yeah
1: it does i can
2: understand that
1: we don't we don't so, like not getting paid i'll tell you that so
2: well heck i never liked not getting paid but uh <laughs> tell me some more of What, what really, really you know what you really were thinking with this was this a better pay-per-view
1: i was kind of surprised because i really wanted to see nikki cross and bailey you know i was kind of down about that and then bailey cuts this great promo in the ring i'm As a heel, she is doing fantastic. I I love the work she's doing right now as a heel. And when she had that open challenge, and then I was expecting somebody from the SmackDown roster to come out, and out comes Asuka not too long after she had already had her match with Selena Vega, and they put on another good match that ended in disqualification as Bailey used the chair, and then uh, the big swerve of the evening – one of the big swerves of the evening occurred uh, when Sasha Banks showed up and started wearing out Bailey with a steel chair.
2: Well, that was a good one right there. I, I mean, I was hoping Bailey would do more, but you know, she, it's good that Sasha's back as well. So, I really like the. That was a good match. I mean, I, I was hoping that Sasha would do something else. You know, injure Bailey at the same time, but it didn't happen.
1: Well, you know, they're 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 always setting up. You know, for hell in a cell. That's coming up at the end of the month. You got to think about how how some we have accused the WWE, and I think rightly so in the past, about not building up storylines. And don't be surprised. I don't know this for a fact. I didn't finish watching Raw from Monday night mm-hmm. as of yet, so I don't know if they announced anything. But they probably won't until Friday. Uh, yep. A hell in the cell match between Bailey and Sasha Banks. Wouldn't surprise oh, yeah, me a bit. So they've been building be on this. One. They're building up to Hell in a yep. Cell. I think that's what they did. I think originally they had planned to do a match with Nikki Cross. Something would happen, and then uh, Sasha Banks would come out and do the same thing. But then basically mm-hmm. it was Asuka stepping up and getting a little extra scratch in her pocketbook.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, but it was uh, it, by the time that, uh, by the time. We see Sasha and uh, Bailey going into hell in the cell. I mean, I would love this. Needs to be a knockdown drag out. It's going to be hair pulling and cat fighting and, and moves that these two ladies can do. And I'm hoping they'll do it. But are you tired of the storyline right now with these two, or is it just too is it dragging on too much?
1: I don't think I don't think it's dragging on too much at all. I, okay, I mean, it, good. Basically, Bailey turned on Sasha within the past month.
2: Well, I really haven't seen too many, I mean, Sasha and Bailey, they really don't have that much, too much to work with, with the ladies. I mean, they don't have anybody that can really step up to these two. Cause they really tear the house down every time that they're in the ring together. Yeah. I really don't see anybody, is there anybody else that can hang with these two besides- Asuka? No, I really don't see it.
1: Uh, huh? I, I think Shayna Baszler could, given the opportunity.
2: Well,
1: Oscar, King, yeah. Oscar, Shayna Baszler. I, I mean, I am. I was so disappointed in not being able to see Shayna Baszler again. I am a huge fan of that uh, that lady as a wrestler, mm-hmm. as a competitor. Uh, she is what she is, and that's all she mm-hmm. is. She's Popeye the Sailor Man, you know. And oh, I yeah. think if she was on the SmackDown roster, she could do very well against uh, Bailey or so Sasha Banks. But on the SmackDown roster. Nikki Cross does good. The character Alexa Bliss is going into, could do some work. But basically, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to look at the top four, to me, in all of the WWE right now, including NXT, would be Bailey, Sasha Banks, Asuka, and Shayna Baszler. That is my opinion, because Charlotte Flair is still off injured.
2: Yeah, I saw that. I, I, I forgot that she had become injured and now she's given been giving updates on her condition but i really haven't seen anything of when possibly her return can be yeah so but what was your next one of clash of champions mine was it had to be it was roman reigns and the and uh uso was good i mean yeah, they jay. they would just went back and forth jay was good
1: when i said what was my favorite match uh-huh. i i i to me, it match was the triple threat ladder favorite yes. storyline of the evening. Oh baby. That Roman Reigns Uso, that that they just knocked that out of the park.
2: I just yeah, I loved it at the end where he stood in the middle of the ring and he's holding the belt and he's got the the lay on his neck and then the next morning there was a, a cryptic tweet Cryptic? From an individual, a cryptic tweet, an oh. individual that I will not, rem- that will never cross my lips ever again. Tweet, tweet. Um, yeah. hmm I'll just say this: Dwayne uh, has made his little presence known. That uh, if you'll look it back up, it says "Gods are gods and kings are kings" and something like that. I think we're fixing to see The Rock come back for the WrestleMania. And that's when Roman Reigns will cement his legacy because he won't – I don't think they'll let The Rock win the title. I think that they'll make it to where The Rock comes in, challenges uh, Roman Reigns to WrestleMania for the title, and that's when Roman cements his legacy by beating uh, Mr. I've Chosen anything else but the truth. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) You made that prediction, and I –
1: I poo-pooed it. I, I said, I don't think it was happening, but I think you were right, my man. I mean, gloat over me. Chris was right. Chris was right. Well, no, I think that's I mean, to happen. I don't,
2: I, I, I don't I, all I'm seeing is is the, the cryptic tweet, and now he's starting. But wait a minute. You've got COVID-19. How long is this going to last, Rock? Will it end before WrestleMania? You that's that's going to be right
1: around the time when something's <laughs> going to happen, but. Of course, I, I you know the storyline going back to that match. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh gosh, you know, I have I have been begging the WWE to go Roman Reigns as a heel, and I think yes. we've even talked about all three of us. Uh, Zane, hi, how are you doing? We miss you. He'll be back with us soon. Uh, but cool. I think uh, we've all you know said have Paul Heyman with him to be the mouthpiece, but. Yes. Roman Reigns did a great job in the ring. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to pause right here, Chris, because I'm going to take sections of that match between Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. And it's just going to be nothing but Roman doing trash talk. And listen to this. It is incredible. I told you to take the play day. I told
0: you to lay down. Are you ready? I'm not ready yet. You brought me all the way out here. You brought the chief all the way out here, huh? Huh? Yeah. Acknowledge me. Say it to me. Say it to me. I want you to call me chief. Acknowledge me as your tribal chief, Bruce. Do it. Do it now and this is done. Do it now. Now. Do it now. Do it. Do it now. Do it. it. Say it. Say it. But I'm the head of the table, you understand? Uh, Look at this, look at this. You see my camera over here? That's my camera, uh, this is my WWE. Tell the whole world that I am the head of the table, the tribal chief, the boss. I own it all, I run it all, I feed everyone, you tell them. Tell the whole world now. Not today, not today. (laughs) Here. You are my tribal chief. You are my tribal chief. You are my tribal uh, chief. I don't want you to tell me, I need him to acknowledge me. That is how this works right now. I need him uh, to acknowledge, me. I need you to acknowledge. Uh, me. This is how uh, i mean. This is what I've uh, you, uh, you understand me? Don't ever make me address uh, you again. I will uh, knock your ass in the next week and you won't have a job. You shut your mouth uh, and let me go to work. It's family business here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Acknowledge me! Oh. Acknowledge me! Whoa. Come on, I've been whooping his ass like this my whole life. Jay, you want to say it? Yeah! I just want to acknowledge uh-huh. me. A uh-huh. whole family's watching right now. A uh-huh. whole family's watching right uh-huh. now. Your children, my nephews, are watching right now. Uh-huh. 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 Jimmy Uso, Jay's brother, and Jay's twin brother out here. Oh, come on. He's throwing this in, Oh, you hear me? I'm throwing the sandals. I'm throwing the sandals. It's all good. Oh, you don't need to prove a damn thing in this fool oh right? You hear it? You don't need to prove nothing to this fool. Oose. I'm throwing it, loose. Don't it. In it. you tell me that I'm the head of the table. Don't do the whole world know. Forget him. Don't do it. i not do it. Our whole lives, and you're gonna listen. Come on, loose! I'm throwing it, Oose. I'm throwing it, man. Throw, Let me throw it, man. Throw the it. Come on, man. Raise the bell. That's enough, man. You got it, right? That's what you want, man, you got it. That's what you want. We family, man. What the hell wrong with you, are You the chief, man. You the tribal chief. That's what you want. You got it, man. Just leave him alone. You the chief,
4: Uzz. Just chill. Here is your winner and still the you champion
1: Roman reigns. the the trash talk he did in that match with Jay and with Jimmy when he came out in the ring even with Charles Wright the referee and even at mm-hmm. times uh he was shouting at Michael Cole over on the side uh, it was I that's the best work I've that, ever seen Roman reigns do honestly who,
2: who, who did that remind you of Back in the day, who does that remind you of?
1: I guess a little bit of The Rock. Yeah, yeah, and that's my sure. wife said the same same exact thing. I hesitate to make comparisons because Roman Reigns is going to be who Roman Reigns is, and The Rock yep. had more personality if if mm-hmm. if that's the right term. Uh, yeah. Dwayne has this uh, this presence about him that's made him a movie star. And yes, he has also got true. uh this great smile and not that Roman doesn't have a great smile, but you were right, man. He he put on the whitening strips way too much. Them teeth is white, you know what I'm talking about? he has been oh, drinking bleach Lord, yes. or something.
2: So He has. He's done something. I don't know what it is. Ooh, some
1: white. There's some white choppers yep. there on Roman. There's but some
2: white ones there. Go ahead.
1: That's why I hesitate. To make comparisons like that, you know, I don't think I Roman to. Reigns is ever going to be The Rock, and he shouldn't be. He should be no. Roman Reigns. And I know that mm-hmm. people are going to make these comparisons right and left, but I refuse to do it myself. I, I think I know what you're, where you're going to with mm-hmm. this, but they're in the same family. They're both of Samoan mm-hmm. heritage, and yep. they're cousins. So. Yep. You know that's fine. Just I think just let Roman be this great heel he's going to be.
2: I I love it. I love it. Well, see, he begged Vince to make him a heel. Yeah. After Summer when SummerSlam, he <laughs> says, "Okay, do this. Please do this. It's the only way. We need something to start. You know, the fire back up in the fans." And he needed to be a heel. He looks like a heel. He
1: looks like a heel. I said that to my wife yes. last night.
2: He looks a heel. He's got these tattoos and he's ripped from end to end. And I mean, the son of a gun needs to be. A, he should have stayed a heel from the beginning of his career. Yep. He should have been just a major heel. And who's been helping him with his promo skills and everything? It has to be Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. It's got to be mm-hmm. because Paul is the one. You know, he's the magic on the mic. But my question is, okay. Brock Lesnar and I'm trying. I'm not getting up the subject. Brock Lesnar is a free agent. If he goes to AEW, let him go. Let's say that uh, hypothetically, Brock comes back. Okay, does Paul stay with Brock or does Paul stay with both? Hmm.
1: Hmm. You know what? We're both
2: Paul Heyman guys, so. You know
1: I I am I'm I'm so over Brock Lesnar.
2: To be honest with We're you, all, we all are. Yeah. We all are over, Brock. You know, I
1: see it all over the internet. Brock Lesnar's coming back. CM Punk is going to come back. You know, I'm so over both of them. I don't even care. I mean, honestly. Well, Punk's not it,
2: coming back if he was, he would have already done it.
1: By yeah. Now. And if either one of them so. come back, fine. I don't want them to come back and I don't care. I mean, honestly, I just, I, it's just something I. I just don't care, to be honest with you. If if either one of them come back,
2: I don't care if either one come back. I care less if Brock goes to AEW. I could care the hell heck less, sorry, uh, <laughs> because I'm tired of I'm tired of looking at that sphincter of a face, and I mean I just can't stand to look at him. And I mean the man, all he does is make money out of a company and only has four matches a month, and that's it. But, so, you know, what? I've, I've no. also
1: cheered him for doing that, taking all the money he can, you know?
2: Well, yeah, I don't blame him a bit. Money talks.
1: And I guess so. Brock, you know, sells a lot of merchandise and, and puts, as you always say, butts in the seat. But, yeah. you know, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm just not a fan, you know, and I know people are fans, and I'm not trying to offend anybody. I just don't care, you know? It's just one of those things. And I imagine that there are people out there that don't like the same wrestlers, I do shock upon shock, you know,
2: so of course, uh, well, let's, let's jump off of that and let's go to Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. What do you think about that match? I, I,
1: I really enjoy, I enjoyed the match. It wasn't, you know, if it hadn't have been for the other matches, I would have been saying, you know. Uh, it had been number one or number two. But I, I, would, I, yep. I would solidly put that as a number three. I loved the little uh-huh. twist in it. As soon as I saw that hand from the big show, I looked at my wife yep. and said, you're going to be seeing Flair, you're going to be seeing Christian, you're going to be seeing Sean. And they did, but it mm-hmm. was still fun to watch. Even though I knew what was going to happen in the match, it was oh, yeah. still a fun match to watch.
2: Oh, I already knew once we saw the big show. I was like, okay, Sean's fixing the super kick. Christians, uh, Christians, fixing to do something, um, and then when all of a sudden you, they they pan around and they you see this white hair old man sitting in the driver's seat because that's <laughs> all he could basically do now. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and he drives away. That's fine. I, I was liked that it. was perfect. For, yeah. I loved it for flair. That was good. Yeah, I like. But it. then it, it was Monday Night Raw. You're going to get a shot because it's a lot of fun to watch on Raw what happens. It was was a great, you know, I say it was
1: a great pay-per-view and maybe because I have been so disappointed over the last couple of years. Yeah. Over the most, most of the WWE pay-per-view events have been underwhelming for the most part. There have been individual matches that have been good. There have been individual pay-per-views that have been solid. But I really just enjoyed from the opening bell to the closing bell everything that happened. I mean, even you know, just just little things that happened. Uh, uh, Seeing you know in the triple threat ladder match, uh, the thing with the ear the earlobe and the gauge, I thought was hilarious. And then seeing the little bitty chair that was thrown and hits AJ Styles basically in the head, uh, and then Sami Zayn's back was just was just awesome. Uh, it Mm -hmm. was just a solid, I think one of the best they've put on probably in the last three years. Honestly, that's, that's the way I go with it.
2: Um, I, the pay-per-view was good and I have no problems with it. And I thought that it was every match was a not a barn burner, but every match was good. It wasn't something that you just started yawning in the middle of it. Right. And it was good. It it, it kept
1: my attention the whole time. And, uh, I even texted uh with Zane who's uh, still doing a lot of a uh, lot of work in his job and he's almost uh-huh. through with his extra work and I said, yep. "Dude, because I know he is a Sami Zayn fan. And I didn't put oh, any yeah. I didn't put any kind of spoilers in it. I said, "Dude, you have got to watch the Triple Threat Ladder match." And I said, "You will love it." And I haven't I heard anything from him yet about whether he what he thought of it, but I bet he was cheering the same way I was. Uh, I it was it was a solid pay per view, and I'll give the credit to the announcers. They all did a fantastic job. I because I listened for the announcers. Well, yeah. yeah, every
2: one of them did. Yeah, every one of them did. But speaking of shocks, I put something on the Facebook page that uh, you were even surprised about, and I don't know how they're getting away with this, and how and how rocked this. He's going to be on Impact.
1: You know what he he doesn't have he doesn't, does ha- he doesn't to... have a contract. Oh, okay. He doesn't have a contract with. He's not even a. Le- if he had, the WWE has something called Legends contracts, and that's where okay. people like Ron Simmons and uh, uh, the Godfather and some of the mm-hmm. other older wrestlers. They go out to all these different Comic Con events and different mm-hmm. sports cards yeah. events. Under the auspices that the WWE helps them get there, but they are under what's something called a Legends contract. Now, I know this because I tried to get an interview with Ron Simmons, and his handler, somebody from the WWE, pulled me aside and said, no, we can't do that because of the Legends contract. Then fast forward to last year about, uh, well, it was just over a year ago when I met Jerry Lawler. And mm-hmm. I mentioned that to him because I wasn't prepared to do any kind of interview with him. He says, I don't have a contract with the WWE. And then Jerry surprised me when he said, I never have had a contract with the WWE.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that part. I really thought he was under Oh, wow. You know, maybe, you.
1: maybe when he was a wrestling talent, he might have. But I think maybe, you know, maybe when he's come and gone as a as a commentator uh, Mm -hmm. that I don't think he's ever had uh, that. You know, that's what I think he meant, to be honest with you. But yeah. And yeah. And uh, so I'm going to kind of fast forward this a little bit, maybe change the subject just a hair. Because in the current political climate, there is a gentleman who was a presidential candidate, not now. But he is, mm-hmm. uh, he is basically a Democrat, okay? I know, calm down, Chris. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. going to agree with the Democrat. Uh-huh. He said that if he has the opportunity, and he's, he's counting on Biden to win, that he says that if this happens, he's going to launch an investigation against the WWE and how they treat their talent. Because hmm. they are considered individual Contra, uh, contract contractors. They are not uh-huh. supposedly not under a contract with the WWE. That's how they get away without paying their transportation costs or at least helping out. They don't pay for health care. Uh, there's a and then they place all these restrictions. Most recently, uh-huh. remember the big uh, furrow about anything that was placed on social media, Outside Mm -hmm. of the WWE, because Atlanta had endorsed a sports drink, and that's what brought that about. So, Mm -hmm. at this point, and I'm basically a conservative, I don't call myself a Republican, but I am fairly conservative. Mm
4: -hmm. I have
1: got to agree with this man. Something needs to be done to have this individual, you know, contractor, whatever they call this term. to take care of that, to give these guys just a little bit more freedom. If they're paying for their own health care, if they're paying for their own travel, most of their own food, their own hotels, they should have a little bit more control over what their lives do. And Mm -hmm. if the WWE doesn't like it, man, you know, I got to back, I got to back this guy up. I think it's going to happen.
2: Well, I can understand that. And I, and I respect it. And if, uh, if something like that was to happen, I, I've got a bunker deep in the hills of North Carolina. might <laughs> gonna go into. Can I come? So, uh, yeah, please do. We've got. I'll have all the old rest. We'll even bring Jim Cornette along with us. We'll have a we'll have a podcast that way. Let's see what kind of views we get oh, yeah. there.
1: Uh, no, we couldn't get Jim in there. I might have to kick him in as well. Well. Uh, you know, as Roman uh, Reigns did with uh, his arm last night, right into uh, Jay oh. Uso's uh, uh, family uh, um, jewels. Jude.
2: Yes, but it was it, it, it's all good. The, the, the pay-per-view was wonderful, and we had a great time watching it. And it was a lot of fun, um, but right now, uh, the, the WWE has still got a little bit of a problem with Retribution, I think, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen.
1: Now, like I Huff- said, I haven't seen all of Monday Night Raw. Did Retribution yeah, it, it, show up on Monday Night Raw?
2: I don't think they did. I now, never saw them. What now? They could've been in the background, and we never saw them at but all. But
1: some some of the the internet stuff said that several uh-huh. members of uh, the uh, retribution had been in contact with people from with COVID nineteen, and that might have yeah, changed things. But
2: yeah. they, they they've got a guy's name that is so stupid, Slapjack. Slapjack. You're, you mean okay, Slapjack? So you're trying to tell me that of all the names that are probably that you can think of. That's the name you gave a wrestler is Slapjack?
1: You know why they oh did that? God. Because What's they that? want to have some
2: street cred.
1: huh? Street cred, well,
2: that works for me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you who's really surprising me right now. I know we're getting up is, you know, Eric Young, his, his potential has just skyrocketed ever since great? he went back.
1: Yeah, great. Ever,
2: ever since he went back to Impact. He is just, he's a different wrestler he looks good. He's got the mic. He's going he always always had the mic skills. Yes, yeah, he he's has never good. never been
1: used when he was with TNA Impact. earlier, uh-huh. they changed his role so many times—from a comedy role to an insane yep. role to yeah. just anything. You know, he was like a, a lackey sometimes, and he just mm-hmm. did whatever it needed to be done. Hats off to Eric. I mean, honestly, I've been a fan of this dude ever since I saw him. So congratulations, yeah.
2: And we're we're going to jump back on to WWE one more time, because I've got the Royal Rumble will be coming up soon, and I have just a sneaking suspicion that we're fixing to see somebody make their debut for the second time, and I hope that he does. I really do. And I'm hoping I see the cowboy, James Storm, come back. There's been rumors that he's been talking with the WWE again about making a comeback to their ring, and what better way to do it than the royal rumble
1: yeah i would rather see him i mean i love james i really do i he's okay, one of my I he's one of, he's in my top 10 i would think okay from the last okay. 15 years he'd be one of my mm-hmm. top 10, no 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 longer than 15
4: gotcha. but
1: i would i think i would like to see a reuniting of him and bobby root and reform beer money some way if they have well, the copyright rights to that
2: well yeah if if they're smart enough, and I don't know about Vince sometimes being smart enough, but if Vince was smart enough, he would bring back beer money. But, you know, Michael Calvin, he said the same thing. He will be buried just like the rest. Yeah. Um, it could happen. I mean, Mike, you, you are correct, sir. It could happen. It could happen. But yeah. it, would, it, it, it might, but you never know. Let's see what happens if Bobby Roode – well, where the heck is Bobby?
1: He did he uh, come back on Monday Night Raw. And he took oh, the, he the open I challenge at the end against Drew McIntyre. Uh-huh. Like I said, I haven't seen all. I'm about halfway through. But I do know he came back and he took on McIntyre at the very end. So,
2: Well, I'm getting tired of the Thunderdome like we've talked about the last time. And, just, and it just wasn't a clash of champions to me without the audience, without the fans.
1: Okay, it it, I it, it, understand. Go ahead. But you got to take it for what we have. You
2: oh, know, I know. Take yet. it for sure. what
1: we have. And I... I enjoyed it. You thought it was good. I thought it was awesome.
2: Yeah. That's perfect. We'll write that in the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put that in the third the third page in where the G's are. But uh, no, anything else for you, sir, that you were seeing or you, you know of any rumors going around?
1: Uh, RVD and uh, I guess uh, his uh, lady friend number, are no yeah. longer involved with Impact. And somebody said, should they go to AEW? And I said, no, I don't care. You know, no, no, I, I'm, don't I've, care never for RVD. Been, I've never, I've never cared care. for him.
2: Yeah. Don't care for RVD and don't care for that girl either. So, uh, don't really give two rep. but RVD was talking about him getting inducted to the WWE hall of fame and he wants somebody, an announcer to do it. I guess, I don't know, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, who cares? RVD go smoke some weed. So <laughs> go smoke some weed. It's four twenty somewhere. Yeah, it's 420 for him all the damn time. Yeah, uh, time. So, uh, But other than that, uh, I don't have, really have anything else. It was great to be back on the podcast. It was great to hear about Clash of Champions. And, uh, Zane, we miss you. Let's see if we can get a way going again one of these days, brother.
1: It should be fairly soon. To. It will be soon, okay? All right. Okay, Sounds we'll good. talk to you later. Thanks, Chris.
0: Not a problem. Anytime. Okay. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net.
4: Those guys look big and mean. I think they want to hurt us.
0: What do you call that—a flying springboard knee to the face? Oh, yeah, that works. I like to hurt people. Pretending to wrestle is the most fun in the whole world. The thoughts and opinions heard on the proceeding program are not necessarily those of an intelligent human being. If you don't agree with them, get your own dang pod, dummy. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening, and in the immortal words of Ric Flair,
2: woo. That, what, what? Watch that pressure squeeze stuff. I poo pooed it. Well, thank you, baby. It's all
3: about the look. As my daddy always said, I can never learn to shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was a decent pay per view. It was awesome. It was a good pay per view. It was uh,
1: awesome. What, what was
2: the. It's worse than Cody Rosen's dyed hair. <laughs> a cryptic tweet. And she needed
1: to trim those gum nose hairs. So we'll go gossam. We'll say it's gossam.
2: It's Gotham. There you go. I awesome. love it. And I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Oh, shoot. That was to happen. I, I've got a bunker deep in the hills of North Carolina. I <laughs> might have been going too.
3: Can I come? So, uh, <laughs> I will always be a part of the wrestling industry. It's, it's who I am. It's in my blood. Um, it's just all about, you know, experiencing it and embracing it and living it.